Thank you for downloading this weekend sermon from Bangalore Revival Center. Our desire is to see you grow in your love and pursuit of God, causing you to become a channel of His love and grace to the people around you. Now let's listen to the Word of God. We'll begin uh, with the first story from Luke chapter 15 and verse 11. We studied the previous two stories in Luke chapter 15. I think we started this entire series upon that uh, particular scripture. The Bible talks about how this shepherd lost one sheep and the shepherd left the 99 and went after that one sheep, right? And then after that we saw how this woman lost one coin out of the 10 coins that she had and she left the nine and went after that one that was lost. She swept the entire house, turned the entire house upside down to find that one lost coin. Now today we are talking about the third point of uh, the story. Read it together to illustrate the point further. What was this point? Jesus was talking about grace. Jesus was talking about mercy. Jesus was talking about restoration. Jesus was talking about redemption. And, and the Bible says to illustrate the point further, Jesus told them a story. A man had how many sons? We're not going to talk much about the first son, but we're going to talk about the second son this morning. Okay. The next verse, it says the younger son, one day he woke up and he told his father, I want my share of your estate now. Now, everybody say now. now. Before you die. So his father, he agreed to divide the wealth between his sons. Go back, go back, go back. The Bible says that he, he decided one morning, he woke up and he decided that, you know, I don't trust my father to protect what rightfully belongs to me. Second, he decided, I don't want to wait till the time my father eventually dies so that I can get my property. Third, he decided, hey, I, I, I want my share. I, I, I don't want my brother to cheat me at a later stage. So I want my share right now, you know, immediately. Now, most of the things that he asked for may have been greedy but it rightfully belonged to him the half of the property it rightfully belongs to him the problem in so many of our lives is not that we are asking God for something that does not belong to us that God does not want to bless us with the problem is that we ask for things our way and in our time see it was it the father's will to bless his son with half of his property it was. But the problem was that he wanted it in his time. See, there are three things that is very essential that we have to pursue. It's God's will, God's way, and God's time. Any time that we move out of any single one of this. Now, some of us are very experts in doing it God's way. But we are not pursuing God's will. We are pursuing our will in God's way. And we look very Christian on the outside. And we are pursuing our ambitions, our careers, our will in God's way. We use scriptures to justify what we are doing. We, you know, quote other examples in the Bible to justify what we are doing. The Bible says at the end of the day, when you stand before God, God will not ask you how many people you healed. God will not ask you what you were able to do and what you were not able to do. The question that God will ask you is, did you do my will? Jesus said, not everybody that calls me, Lord, Lord, but those that do the will of my Father in heaven, they are the ones who will eventually enter into the kingdom of God. So being in the will of God for your life is very important for us to understand what is God's plan for my life and to pursue His will. But the problem with some of us is we know what is God's will, but we want it in our way. We don't want to take the, you know, the, the short way, the narrow way. We want to take the broad way and we want to e eventually do God's will through the broad way. Now, now that's, the, that's the problem. Sometimes 
Life is not going to be easy on us. Sometimes things are not going to be so easy. Look at David for example, right? David, was it God's will for him to become king? Yes. His friend said, come on, let's kill this guy and let's get it done with and let's make you king. But he said, no, 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 not my way. I will get, I know this is God's will for me to become king, but I will wait for God's way and I will wait for, wait for God's time. I'm not going to promote myself. I'm not going to kill somebody else to get there. I'm not going to do something that is wrong to be able to do God's will. I'm going to wait my time. It doesn't matter if I get killed in the process. It doesn't matter if I get if I have to wait long and you know my my friends and my my luck runs out at some point and things go crazy I don't mind I'm gonna still be faithful I'm gonna still remain here as it is amen now this was the problem of this younger son he said I want what rightfully belongs to me and I want it that's something that we have to stop praying we have to learn to pray and say God not my will but Yours be done. Not in my way, but in your way. Not in my time, but in your time. In your time, you make all things beautiful. Amen. The next verse, it says, A few days later, this younger son packed all his belongings and moved to a distant land. And there he wasted all his money in wild living. See, I want you to understand this. The problem was not that he, uh, you know, the problem was not that he took the money from his father. The problem was that he moved out of the house. Even if he had the money, as long as he was inside the house, under the leadership of his father, his father would have probably trained him on how to use this money, where to invest this money. But the moment he got outside of the covering outside of the protection of his father the bible says that is where he wasted that money away now there are some things that you may have done wrong but as long as you remain under the right covering as long as you remain in the right fellowship as long as you remain in a community of believers that are pursuing god Things may not be going right with you. You may have messed up with your decisions and you must have married the wrong person or you must have invested in the wrong place or whatever has happened to you. But as long as you can remain in the community of right people, you have hope. You'll not lose what you have invested into. But this was a guy who said, hey, there is rules in my father's house. When I get out of the father's house, there's no, I can do what I want to do with my And then the Bible says he moved to a distant land and that repositioning cost him his entire fortune. Can you imagine if his father was a rich man? If his father, can you imagine that fact that he gave away 50% of his wealth and still he was so rich? Can you imagine how much money the father would have actually had and would have actually given him? The Bible says this relocation from outside of his father's house that moving outside of grace that costed him everything the bible says in that place because there was no direction because there was no voice speaking to him because there was no leadership because he was not accountable to anybody about his actions that is where he wasted his life everybody say wasted so if we have to protect our life from wasting away we have to Remember where God has placed us. We have our positioning is very important. I've taught you this several times, right? How Ruth, Ruth, not Ruth, Elimelech and Naomi, how they repositioned themselves to Moab and they they experienced death in Moab. But look at all the people in Bethlehem. Nobody died there. But where was famine? In Moab or in Bethlehem? No, in Bethlehem. The famine was in Bethlehem, but people died in... Why? Because you're not supposed to be in Moab. Jonah. Look at Jonah, for example, right? He's supposed to go to Nineveh. And the moment he is thrown out of the ship, everything is all right. But as long as he's on that ship, that entire ship was in the danger of sinking. 
Why? Because he was in the wrong place, doing the wrong thing, going the wrong direction. Whenever you lose your GPS coordinates of where you are supposed to be, I'm telling you, you are in dangerous territory. Your grace is only for the place where God has assigned you to be in. If you move outside of where God has assigned you to and you try to go fight you know, your battles by yourself, you don't have grace for those places. Nobody else in Saul's battle lineup could have killed David, Goliath that day. Only David could have. That was David's specific assignment and he had the grace to take down Goliath. Anybody else would have tried taking down Goliath would have become such a big mockery. I'm telling you, that's true. In fact, somebody tried this in, you know, the book of uh, 1 Samuel, I think, where the Bible talks about how Eli's sons, they took the presence of God, the ark of God, because they said, God is with us. If God is with us, will we ever lose a battle? The Bible says, not only did they lose the battle, the enemy captured the ark of God. The enemy captured the tabernacle. It was in the enemy's hands after that. That's how bad it was. It was not their assignment at that time. They did not have the grace. They had gone outside the protection, outside the covering of their father's leadership over their life. And it's very necessary for us to remember, where is it that I will remain protected? And how should I remain in that covering of grace? Amen. The next verse it says, about that time, everybody say about that time. The Bible says his money ran out. A great famine swept over the land and he began to starve. Is it a good thing or a bad thing? Sorry? Come on. If it, can you imagine what would have happened to this guy if that would not have happened? What if he still had some money left? What if he would have said, man, I should have taken better care of my money and he would have started investing that money and that money brings in returns and, and, and his business grows. He has his own pig farming business in some time and he is living happily ever after. Where? Outside of his father's house. Do you think that would have been better or what happened in this verse was better? Sometimes, can I, let me explain this. Sometimes in God's grace, He will allow some lack in our life. I think it is a season of grace. You remember I taught you about the brief moment of grace. Sometimes in that brief moment of grace, the Bible says at that time, there was this particular season when God allowed that lack to take over this guy's life. There is an entire famine that swept in that land. At just about the time when his money ran out. See, if it would have happened before his money ran out, he would have saved that money. But right at the time when his money ran out, the famine came. Somebody said, thank God for my problems. Because my problems can drive me more and more into the presence of God. My problems has the capacity to turn my eyes back to God. When I don't have problems, my eyes are on myself. My eyes are on my ability to take care of myself. My wallet and my salary and my bank balance and my investments and my friends and my family and all of that. But thank God for those problems in my life that make me disconnect from my circumstances and put my eyes back on what is important. The problem with us in this particular season when we are outside of grace is this that not only you know does God sometimes allow lack but in that season sometimes we don't have the right vision our perception is lost I'll explain this to you give me the next verse it says at that point he persuaded he began to pursue he began to go after a man he said he he began to convince a farmer Look at this, he's a wealthy guy, son of a wealthy man. Now he's persuading somebody else to 
hire him hire him to do what this guy has probably never worked in his life he was the spoiled kid in the father's house he doesn't even know how to you know boil milk for example you know and and right now he's he's persuading a farmer saying could you please hire me why and it says and the man sent him into his fields to feed the pigs read the next verse okay it's very interesting it says the young man became so hungry that even the pods that he was feeding the pigs read the next words loudly loudly looked looked good to him but no one gave him anything look at the loss of perception when he went outside his covering he's come to a place where he can't see what is good and what is not good for him he feels what pigs eat is good for him you know sometimes you you're trying to counsel some people and trying to explain some, something to some people you're saying that's not good for you that's not good and you're like why is it that it doesn't make sense to him haven't we also been in those seasons when when we are trying to you know understand why is everybody against what i'm doing it's because sometimes when you're in that place you feel that pig food is what is good for you but it's not good for you my friend there is healthy food prepared for you week after week in your father's house there is good food that is being stored up for you if only if only you can relocate yourself back into that place <laughs> you know the problem with so many of us is that we would rather eat the pig's food rather than humble ourselves and go back to the father you know see in the first two stories that jesus mentioned one was the shepherd with the sheep the shepherd went after the sheep do you know that he left the 99 and went after the sheep in the second story the woman who lost that one coin the woman she swept the entire house and she went searching for that coin but in this particular story the father did not go after the son isn't that scary the father waited for you know his season of grace to come for that season to change in his life where hey i know and i know and i know that i have spoken over my son and i know that there will be a season when he will be in need and my prayer is that in that particular season of need he would rather come to me than go to pigs food his father did not go after him now you tell me is that grace or not that's still grace because the father knows that if i go after him now he will never learn this lesson in life that the best place for him is in his father's house the sheep lost its way in ignorance the coin lost it because he had no value about he didn't know how how valuable he was but the son knew his worth the son knew what is my net worth the son knew how much his father loved him and still walked out so the son had to come back on his own the father wanted the son to come back the beauty of this is this the next verse it says when he finally came to his senses somebody say came to his senses what did he say he said to himself at home even the hired servants that my father has they have food enough to spare somebody say enough to spare see this is the anointing of being in the house in the house you don't even have to be a son you just have to be a servant and you have enough to spare i'm not talking about sons we you and i we are sons we are talking about servants the bible says even the servants have enough to spare but the son when he was in his father's house he felt like his father didn't take care of him that's why he went about asking him right give me my share let me have what rightfully belongs to me but here here he he is reminded what is he reminded of 
not about the money not about the father's love he's reminded about the home the covering that he has in his house and he said hey in my father's house even servants they have enough to spare and look at me here i am dying of my hunger you know i'll tell you what is god's mercy that when the pig's food looked good to him nobody gave him that also could you imagine what would have been if people would have started feeding him pig's food he would have been satisfied there he didn't even get that that's when he finally came to his senses and said man in my father's house these guys have enough to spare somebody scream abundance that's what they have in the father's house and and here i am i i don't have if i'm i'm just struggling with my hunger i'm dying of my hunger then at verse it says he 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 said to himself i will go to my father and say what did he say father i have sinned against both heaven and you i am no longer worthy of being called your son please take me as take me on as a hired servant his his prayer was i don't even want to become a son anymore just make me a servant because i know that even your servants have enough to spare right now i'll tell you what's amazing give me the next verse it says so he returned home to his father and while he was still a f- long way off his father saw him coming and as soon as the father saw him coming filled with love and compassion what did he do he ran to his son he embraced him and he kissed him wait the restoration has not happened yet and yet the father released his love over his son he's not restored to the position of a son but still the father said i still love you look at the son's statement okay the son says father i have sinned both against both heaven and you and i'm no longer worthy of being called your son the funny thing is the father did not say don't worry son it's all right it's forgiven don't worry you know that's not what the father said the father said hey i understand that what you did was wrong sometimes what happens with us is we don't realize our mistakes we think that we are you know we can just take this grace of god for granted sometimes we do things that make us unworthy of the position of the son we may be a a child of god we may be a, you know a part of his family but there are things that he will entrust only to sons there are things that he will not give to children the bible says john 1 verse 12 everybody that believes in his name he gave them the authority to become the children of god but in romans 8:14 it says that those that are led by the spirit of god they are the sons of god so to graduate from children to sons you and i have to be people that are filled and led by the presence and the you know guidance of the holy spirit now now this is the problem here and he says i'm not i'm not even worthy to be called your son the father says it's okay but i'm still going to restore you i know you are not worthy but i'm still going to make you worthy i am going to make you worthy not because you're worthy but i am going to give you my clothes first he expressed his love to him then he restored his sonship give me the next verse this his father said bring the finest robe in the house the robe represents his the robe of righteousness right and and the father just covered him with the finest robe in the house i'll tell you i'll tell you why probably the father did it okay typically in a jewish house if somebody does this according to old testament law when the son is found or seen anywhere the son is supposed to be stoned to death that is the punishment according to mosaic law if the son rebels and does things that hurts his father the the community is supposed to come together and they're supposed to stone this guy to death but the father says hey i'm going to find you before any of your accusers find you and i'm going to cover you with robe with the robe of righteousness inside he's 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 not even taken a bath for ages right doesn't give him a bath nothing he just covers him immediately protects him 
releases his robe of righteousness back into him and he puts a finger uh, and he puts a ring on his finger and he puts sandal on his feet restores him back into that same place that he left from that he walked away from saying hey I know that you're not worthy but I am the one that makes you worthy I am the one that makes you worthy I know that you and I this morning may have walked out of that covering, out of that grace, out of that protection. But let me tell you, this morning, if we are just willing to come to our senses and say, Lord, you're my everything. I don't care about the world out there. I don't care about the wealth. I don't care about the you know, influence. All of these things, I don't care. You're my everything. If we can come to that place, the Bible says, He will lavish His love upon us and He will restore us back to the place that we don't deserve to be in that is grace for you my friends grace is the fact that God did not let him enjoy his life grace is the fact that God was working on him even when he was away God was working even when God couldn't work on him God started working on his circumstances God said at least now he will have to turn his eyes back to me he had lost his perception at that point And at that point, the Lord said, okay, I'm not even going to let him have the pig's food. Let me tell you one more story in the New Testament. Go next. The Bible says, and they began to celebrate, right? Um, And what did the father say? He said, for this son of mine was dead and and has now returned back to life. He was lost, but now he is found. And so the party began. Now let me take you to John chapter 21. This is the story of somebody by the name Peter. Okay. You remember what were the lessons we learned from the son? He relocated himself. Not only did he ask for what belongs to him. He relocated himself. And when he relocated himself, he lost his sense of vision. He lost his identity. And that, is, that was his problem. And when he came back, his father restored everything back to him. Simon Peter one morning he wakes up Jesus is already risen the disciples have seen him but one morning he wakes up and he says you know what guys as long as Jesus was with us we used to get food but now that Jesus is not with us we need to take care of ourselves so he said let's let's go fishing these guys have not done fishing in three and a half years when Jesus first found him they were fishing and Jesus told them now onwards you don't catch fishes you catch people you become fishers of men you follow me and i'm gonna realign you this is your destiny your destiny is to catch people but right now they are back on the sea and all the 12 disciples and other disciples we'll also come to can you imagine the influence peter had over the 12 one line he said and everybody said let's go and 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 the bible says they all said so let's go and they all went out in the boat and they caught nothing at all that night is that grace or not come on is that God's grace is that the favor of God over his life can you imagine what would have happened if all night long they went and they are back to their old business they would have never felt the need to go back to Jesus they would have said wow I'm happy for the last three and a half years of my life but things are back to normal someday you know the emotional high wears off you have to get back to normal but thank God that God did not allow you should understand right now these guys are fishing on the waters that's not where you catch people that's where you catch fishes they are in the wrong territory they are fishing in the wrong place and when you move out of that covering that assignment where God has assigned you to fish in you will not get your provision there you have to remain in the territory where God has assigned you only there is where you will get your fishes only there is where you will get your provision only that is where you will be fed my friends the Bible says all night these expert fishermen they tried and what did they get nothing next verse it says At dawn, Jesus was standing on the beach. But the disciples, somebody say, but the disciples, come on loudly, they couldn't 
Who? Look at this. This is, this is the disciples who are, who've been with Jesus for three and a half years. But now, because they have repositioned themselves, they, they have lost that perception about who this person is. They couldn't see who this Jesus was. The same way that the son lost his perception and he found pig's food to be good to him. Here is the disciples that actually walked with Jesus. They've lost their vision. They couldn't see who Jesus was. And the Bible says, and he called out, Jesus called out to them. I love the fact that Jesus loves a good sense of humor. He knows that they haven't caught anything. He knows that they're not going to catch without his blessing. And then he called out to them, fellows, have you caught any fish? And what did they reply? No. Let me, let me tell you this once again. Let me emphasize on this again. Thank God for the problems in our life that cause us to realign our vision to realign our destination, to realign our rightful position as apostles of Jesus. These guys, they, they were willing to become fishermen. Jesus appointed them to be apostles and they degraded themselves to be fishermen. But thank God, because thank God that I didn't see success in the world. Thank God that I didn't see success in the places that God didn't mean me to be in. That, that brought me back to the place where God had assigned for me. Amen. The next verse it says, Then he called out to them saying, Throw out your net on the right hand side of the boat and you'll get some. Okay, and what did they do? So they did and they couldn't haul in the net. Why? Because there were so many fish in it. Look at this. This is... Abundance. Do you remember the same abundance the son remembered of the abundance when he was in his, you know, wilderness? He remembered that the servants in the father's house have enough to spare. And right now the disciples have degraded themselves to be servants. They have said, we've lost it. You know, just tell us, say something. And Jesus gave them an instruction and they obeyed that instruction. And what did they get? They got abundance of fish So much so that they couldn't even pull it in They couldn't even pull it into their boats They couldn't even take it to the shore What I like is the next verse Read this with me, okay Then the disciple that Jesus loved I, I like the fact that John always called himself As the disciple that Jesus loved He knew his identity His identity was not in his father's name and in his family name and how much money he had. His identity was in the fact that he was a disciple that Jesus loved. He's not even saying the disciple that loved Jesus. He's saying the disciple that Jesus loved. Because my love for him can fluctuate, but his love for me can never fluctuate. When your and my identity becomes that, the fact that we are loved by God, that we are cared for by God, when that becomes our identity, when we remember the fact that we are loved by God more than we remember our own name, and I'm telling you, you're on a good path. You're safe, you're secure. The Bible says the disciple that Jesus loved said to Peter, the disciple that Jesus loved recognized, you know, who this was. He said, it's the Lord. The moment they saw that breakthrough, their eyes opened, and one man said, it's the Lord and when the Bible says when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord what did he do see what had happened was they were they were fishing an entire night right so fishing gets your clothes dirty so he you know the more harder it got the more naked he became the more he threw off his clothes and the Bible says right now he had completely stripped for the work that he was doing there are things that the enemy will make you do that on a regular day you should be ashamed of but in your pursuit of things outside of God's will for your life you you'll, you'll not know that you are actually ending up you know being in a state where you will be ashamed of when you look back at it later it required for Peter to understand that that is Jesus for him to realize that he is actually naked and the Bible says as soon as he heard that it's the Lord he pulled on his clothes he put on his clothes 
See, he's about to jump into water. You and I would want to have less clothes when you go into the water. But Peter said, no, I'm going to sing a mass. He put on his clothes back and it says, immediately he jumped into the water and he headed to shore. See, if you look at the physical circumstances that they were in, they needed a lot of help on the boat because the boat might sink if the entire fish doesn't come on, on board, right? And Peter is an expert fisherman. He could have been there to help and say, you know, yeah, we'll first figure this out and then go to Jesus. But Peter, at that moment, he decided, no, what is more important for me is Jesus. When I said, let's go fishing, I went out of the assignment upon my life. And what I need right now, what I need to do right now is to go back to him. And you know the end of the story. In fact, when they reached the shore, Jesus didn't even use the fish that they caught. When they reached the shore, there was already fish waiting for them. Let me tell you this, your provision does not come from how you pursue your ambitions. Your, your provision comes from how you can pursue His presence, His purposes, His assignments over your life. Because there is grace there, there is provision there, there is, there is everything that you need is already given there. Bible says, then Jesus asked him, do you love me? He said, yes. He asked him again, do you really love me? He said, yes. Third time he asked him and Peter's heart really broke and Jesus restored him back into feeding the sheep, to feeding the lamb and said, hey, I want you to go back and start becoming a leader. Amen. Jesus restored Peter. Can I give you one more story before I conclude? Yeah, this is a story in the Old Testament. Judges chapter 16 and verse 19. The Bible says, Delilah lulled Samson to sleep with his head in her lap. And then she called in a man to shave off the seven locks of his hair. In this way, she began to bring him down and his strength left him. Check this out. Check, check out what's happening here, okay? It says, Samson was in the wrong place at the wrong time. Samson was an Israelite. He was not supposed to be sleeping on the lap of a Philistine woman. And this is not the first time he's doing this. He's done this several times before. And even with Delilah, this is not the first time that he's doing this. He's been doing it again and again and again and again. He's been putting himself in that place where he's not supposed to be. And in that place, on Delilah's lap, the Bible says, you know, Delilah called in a man to shave off the seven locks of his hair. And when this happened, what does the Bible say? In this way, she began to bring him down and his strength left him. Let me ask you this question again. Is that a good thing or is that a bad thing? Come on, talk to me. Is it a good thing that he lost his strength or is it a bad thing? I'm telling you, it's such a good thing. Because if that would not have happened, for the rest of his life, he would have remained comfortable on Delilah's lap. Thank God for the Delilahs that hurt us. Thank God for the fishes that don't show up in our net. Thank God for the, for the pig farmers that don't give us pigs fodder. Thank God for it is His grace that makes sure that we don't get what we deserve. The Bible says his strength left him. And then, you know, she cried out like usual times. He's cry she cried out saying, Samson, the Philistines have come to capture you. And when he woke up, he has done this three times before. Okay, so he woke up and he said, I've done this three times. All the three times that I woke up, I had my strength. I would, you know, pull off some gimmicks and I would be able to conquer the enemy. But three times before... I've done this so I will redo what I did yesterday I will do as before and shake myself free but what he didn't realize is that right now he was outside his covering he was outside the protection is the Lord had left him to himself because that there, there, there there is no protection what happened as a result of it the next verse the Philistines they captured him 
come on loss of vision you remember we studied about the loss of vision in the first story the loss of perception in the second story what did the philistines do with him the first thing that they do with him was they gouged out his eyes and what did they do second and they bound him with bronze chains and third they forced him to grind grain in the prison can i introduce grace to you are you ready for grace come on the next verse but somebody read it with me but before long his hair began to grow back and we all know how that story ended right you all know how samson at his death killed more people than he had killed his entire life at his death in his most weakest point he killed more people than what he had killed in his highest heights in the peaks of his ministry in the peaks of his leadership what he couldn't do god allowed him to do in his moment of greatest failure his hair began to grow back samson's hair began to grow back this morning the lord says i'm restoring some things you have lost i'm restoring your vision i'm restoring the things that have been stolen from you i'm restoring your strength to you i'm restoring your position to you i'm restoring whatever the enemy has stolen from you i'm restoring it back to you my dear friend i'm restoring it back i'm giving it back into your hands let me read this couple of verses and finish 1st Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 3 says i passed on to you what was most important what was what had also been passed on to me christ he died for our sins just as the scriptures said he was buried and he was raised from the dead on the third day just as the scriptures said see paul is saying there are three things that happened but all of this happened as the scriptures said Jesus's death his burial and his resurrection was according to the ordination of scripture god had ordained for this thing to happen god had ordained for jesus to die god had ordained for the, him to experience that brokenness why so that you and i can experience the life that he would he would release to us this morning Don't reject Jesus thinking he is a weak god. He is a strong god. He is somebody who is risen back to life. The Bible says after he was risen, he was seen by Peter. What is happening here? The Peter he had stopped seeing this Jesus. You remember, right? In that season he went fishing. The Bible says when he came back to life, he was seen by Peter. There was a restoration of vision. and then after peter he was seen by the 12 the next verse it says and, and that he was seen by more than 500 of his followers at one time one conference where peter was preaching 500 people jesus showed up and he took over the mic and he started preaching to people isn't that cool the bible says that at 500 of his followers saw jesus at one time most of whom are still alive though some have uh, you know also died the next verse it says and then he was seen by james and later by all the apostles amen come on read it with me last of all though i had been born at the wrong time i also saw him who is writing this paul is writing this and he's saying last of all as if i came at the end of the line and the wrong time i was born i also ended up seeing this jesus and in fact he's is telling us the circumstances naturally this for i am the least of all the apostles in fact i'm not even worthy you remember the the cry of the prodigal son what was his cry i'm not worthy to be called a son the same thing samson said i'm not worthy to do anything right now but if you will have mercy on me he felt unworthy when he was you know on the boat running away from jesus paul said it like this he said i was not even worthy i'm not even worthy to be called an apostle after the way that i persecuted his church but somebody said but because of his grace 
the next verse it says but whatever i am now read it with me whatever i am now it is all because god poured out his special favor on me and not without results what did i do i have worked harder than any of the other apostles yet it was not i but it was god who was working through me by his grace what is paul trying to say he's saying see i could not have been where i am today i did not deserve to be here i was not worthy with the way that i lived my life but what did god do god restored my vision somebody say god restored my vision and when god does restore your vision god is preparing you for the breakthrough that he's releasing in your life this season i believe i, I talked about this couple of weeks ago a go to god is about to brighten some of our eyes god is about to reveal himself to us in a way that we have not seen and experienced before you may be at the end of the line like paul was you may be at the wrong time like paul was you may be outside of the special 12 that paul was but you are still because of his grace it says god whatever i am now it is all because of god's grace he showed special favor on me that is grace i'm telling you the fact that you are here under the sound of my voice it's because there is special favor upon your life you are an object of god's grace this morning that is why you are in church that's why you're not anywhere else and how do we respond to this grace that is restoring us paul said i worked harder than all the other apostles i don't take this grace for granted when i i when see when servants get grace they take two more extra holidays but when sons get grace they don't they don't take it for granted this is the difference between a son and a servant if you are taking the grace of god and the forgiveness of god for granted and you're saying man i can do this one more time and get away with it you're a servant but if you're a son the bible says paul said i have worked harder than all the other 12 apostles put together i have worked harder and again then he says but it was not me who worked it was his grace that was working how many of you remember the foundational verse for this series for god is working in me giving me the desire and the ability to do the right things to do the things that pleases him and and, and paul says hey i was not worthy but god restored my vision god restored my position that's what grace does read this out with me okay one two three go grace restores our position relocates our destination and reforms our vision this morning that's what god is doing to you that's what god is releasing over your spirit he is restoring your rightful position you may feel like i don't deserve to be here it's okay you're right you don't deserve but he is going to make you worthy for what you're not worthy of this morning you may be saying i'm in the wrong place it's okay one revelation of jesus is enough to cause you to leave your boat and relocate back to the shore one revelation for the son was enough for him to run back to his father's house one revelation for samson was enough for him to go back to that place of being the warrior that god had called him to be he couldn't be comfortable in delilah's lap anymore the lord is relocating our destination and he's reforming our vision everybody that has lost the sight lost the sight of where god has called you for I, I see this in my spirit. Some of you, you know what God has called you to be. God has spoken this to you long ago. But as life has gone by, you've lost, a, you've lost the sight of that. You've, lo- you've lost an understanding of where God is taking you. You've forgotten it. And you're just living for yourself. You're just living for your own circumstances this season. The Lord says, I'm about to reform your vision. I'm about to restore the vision that you have lost. Samson, Samson look at Samson Samson is blind the Lord sends a small boy who can guide him to the right location to the center of the temple a boy that could help him take him by his hand and he told the boy 
lead me to this place samson had to be dependent on somebody else after that i'm telling you even in that state the lord reformed his vision by adding to his vision adding somebody else in his life who could see better than he could see and this morning i'm here to tell you if you can't see i'm here to tell you that you're in the wrong place you need to relocate and that this morning the lord is relocating your destination this morning the lord is taking you to something some place better some place more beautiful some place that you have not seen or experienced before come on all eyes closed come on all eyes closed somebody jump up to your feet somebody just begin to worship god this morning somebody just begin to say lord go back go back go back go back somebody just say lord yes somebody just say lord this morning thank you for your restoring my position come on worship him for a minute now you say lord relocate me to my destiny relocate me to my father's house relocate me to my assignment lord right now relocate me out of delilah's lap lord relocate me into that place where you have ordained and assigned for me lord relocate me right now yes right now lord reform my vision reform my vision lord reform my vision ramando robo sere berande ragastarara Lord, somebody thank him for not forsaking you in the wilderness. Somebody thank him for not leaving you to yourself when you were on Delilah's lap. Somebody thank him for not letting you be successful on the boat in your fishing business. Somebody thank him right now. Somebody thank him for not letting you continue in your murderous lifestyle like Apostle Paul was. Somebody thank him. So Lord, it was your grace. Nana mama man dere gere gere balabasana mam dene. Come on. Don't be quiet for the next couple of minutes. Just release that voice. Release that worship. Release that acknowledgement. Saying, Lord, I know I'm not worthy, but you made me worthy, God. I know I don't deserve it, but you gave me what I don't deserve, Lord. Cause you're my everything. She mandara bora balare Yes. Yes, Father. I, I pray and I release restoration. I release restoration of vision. I release restoration of provision. Yes. Yes. From, from that place of being hungry to the place of abundance. From that place where you've caught nothing all night to that place where you have so much that your ship may sink. From that place where you can't even see to bringing down an entire temple with 3,000 people in that temple. Every person that is feeling weak in this place. Every person that is feeling weak right now. Come on. Yield to the presence of Jesus this morning. Yield to the presence of Jesus this morning. We hope you are refreshed and strengthened by the word of God. If you want to know more about God or have a question you would like to ask or even a prayer request you would like to share, do connect with us at dreamingrevival.com. Be our guest for one of our services here at Bangalore Revival Center on Saturdays at 7 p.m. or Sundays at 11 a.m.